episode 35, If Only There Was an Axe. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And Emily. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes miniatures, tabletops, and RPGs, but mostly about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me is another special guest, Emily. I'm Emily. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me on again. Even though you're kind of like the the backup. (laughs) I I love being second string. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are a third child, so you should be used to it. (laughs) It's true. I'm the middle of the middle. Yeah. Rough life, right? It is a rough life. Yeah, uh, hashtag relatable. <laughs> uh, and this is episode 35. Thanks for joining us this week. We're going to be talking about Flashpoint. Well, at least that's the game we're reviewing this week. It's a cooperative firefighting game where you try to uh, rescue people and not die. Yeah. Basically. Not get burned. And not get burned or the house collapse on you. Lofty goals. Not have it explode. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be reviewing that this week. We'll also be talking about what's on our table, uh, as well as our love and hates. So, Emily, so it's one week removed from our goals. Yes. Uh, It is the New Year's. Happy New Year's to everybody. It's 2020, officially. And uh, we had some lofty goals. Yes. And we're we're several days into it. So, how how are you doing on them now? I have reached all 200. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) That's all she's been doing. (laughs) 24-7 games. She canceled all her clients. She (laughs) hasn't done anything with me or Denver. She's just, no. No. I've only played two. I don't know. Only? It's only, what is it? January 3rd? Is that the third day? It is the third. A little peek behind the scenes. We're recording. We we recorded ahead of time before this comes out. But yes, it is three days since New Year's. So, two games in three days. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. I've played 10 games in three days. You can just be quiet. So I'm on track. If I keep this up, I'll play 1,200 games for the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well above my mark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But actually, uh, we have uh, plans tomorrow to play Pandemic Legacy. Yes. So, So, which is another one of our goals. It is uh, for you to play a Legacy game. And I said I'm going to play Pandemic Legacy this this year. So we are on track to start that and try to get that done this year. Uh, Thanks for Corey for stepping up. Uh, Oh, yeah. He really wanted to play the game. You could kind of tell after you called him out. Uh, So (laughs) worth it, I guess. (laughs) Well, I'll just keep doing things like that then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll we'll probably hit a little later on, I think, your love. Uh, But we had the New Year's celebration with the Deltand and we went with Andy and Emily. Spoilers. Just give it away. <laughs> I'm not going to say what you played, what yeah. your love is. Uh, uh, but we, our number one fan, Andy, joined us and his wife, Emily, and we played some games. I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil it, apparently. But we did arrange and work out when we're going to play Risk Legacy yes. with them. So we're going to do that and we're setting up like a Google calendar. I told him I would do that, but then like... Set, Life happened. Well, New Year's was rough waking up and... Uh, not much sleep and yeah yeah, it was a rough Mm -hmm. day so i never got around to doing it but i will get it done so we're gonna have a calendar we're talking about dates uh so we're gonna get this risk legacy banged out here and yeah imagine if we play multiple legacy games i know i know right i know this could be awesome. We just take our goals to a whole new level. I, I guess. Um, <laughs> so. We don't know anything small. We only That's what know. she said. <laughs> <laughs> we can only go big or go home. That's also No, okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> um, no, it's going well, I would say. Overall, progress is good. We're three yes. days in. Woo-hoo! Hopefully We're killing it. Nailing it. Hopefully you guys uh, are doing as well. Uh, keep it up. You guys can do it uh, if, if you're behind already. That's okay. You still oh, have, yeah. You still have 363 yeah, days. And it turns out it's a leap year this year, so you get an extra day. Yeah. See? It's a bonus. Yeah. It's a bonus day for gaming. So anyway, so that was our checkup for gaming. Uh, no pressure to any of you that had uh, gaming goals, but keep it up. You got it. Uh, anything else, Emily, before we move on to our what's on our table? I don't think so. Thanks for having me here again. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, let's get on to what's on our table. This week's what's on our table. Again, was a little tricky because 
one of the two games, well, both of the games you played this week, I played with you. Mm-hmm. So uh, made it a little tricky for picking, but Emily, I'll go ahead and let you go first. What was on your table this week? Uh, Our ta- table. Tapestry. Yeah. A four-player tapestry. Yeah, we did get a four-player tapestry in. Yes. And so what'd you think? I liked it. But it's not much different than the two-player version. No, not much. Uh, a little more competition, I think, with uh, some of the tracks. Yeah. Uh, trying to get to those tiers first to try to get those monuments. It changed your strategy a little bit. I think it really did, too. Yeah. There was a little more area for movement for the territory, you know, in the mm-hmm. middle with the... Territories. Thank you. Yeah, yes. so that was a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I felt like you had to kind of spread yourself out a little bit more in what you were doing. You got to go down more, all the trackers instead of just one or two. She says that as she only went down (laughs) military and one. Yeah. No, it's true story. She went down the military. That's all she did. That's what I always do. (laughs) She really does. I started going down technology like I like to do and Andy started going that way. And then some stuff happened with one of my tapestry cards where it made more sense to go down the exploration track. And I did pretty bad. I, I, I barely broke 100 points. I did really, really bad. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really pay attention to your game. No, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, there was a lot going on. We, we were having fun. It, yeah. was, it was like a three-hour tapestry it game. It did take us three hours, which was unexpected. But I mean, we were teaching Andy and Emily, and then um, we were obviously eating and just... Yeah. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. I really liked that game. Every yeah, time I, I played, really I think, oh, I love this game. No, it is a really good game. I really like it, too. Yes. So that was on your, your table this week. Yeah. Our table. What was a on table. your table? Uh, on my table this week was Azul Stained Glass of Sintra. Not Sinatra, like I like to say, <laughs> but Sintra. We actually played this at the New Year's Eve as well. This was actually our first game of the new year of 2020. So we had a little time right after the ball dropped yeah. and after we got done with Tapestry. I think we started at 12.02 or something. I think we did too. Yeah, right after right after the ball, ball drop and the countdown. It was a lot of fun. I really like this one. I think I like this one better than the regular Azul. Ooh. I, I just like the idea that there's a little more strategy with moving your is it glazier. Yes. Your glazier and kind of planning ahead and, and getting the bonuses and you get the bonuses by by getting stuff to the right because then when you score to the left, you score everything to the right. So it kind of compounds on itself. And then you can set up because we we're playing the what they call the A side of the board, but the A side you could set up if you got the four squares, then what was it like 10 points per each one of those squares? Yeah, like a bonus. Yeah, yeah. So I really liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot better than the, the regular as well. I think there was a lot more like I said, strategy, but a lot more options. I didn't feel so trapped. I feel yeah. like in the first game, you can get kind of trapped. Yes. And it, your, your intentions start out really well. You got something going, then you just can't get the colors, so you kind of settle, and then sometimes the colors don't come out. Um, I, I don't know. I yeah. Don't get me wrong. The base game's good, but I, I definitely like this better. And uh, I also won. Well, Coincidental. Mm-hmm. Coincidental, but I, I I killed you guys. Like, That's what I think they I, all say. I think I had like eighty points in the next one. You guys had like fifty or something. Well, but I beat you at tapestry, so you did, you did. <laughs> so does that make that better? Or uh, yeah, we're we're even, I guess. I, I guess so. All right, so that was on my my table this week. It was a really good game. That was Azul Stained Glass of Sintra. This week, the Games We Play reviews Flashpoint, a fire rescue. So this game came out in 2011 and is published by Indie Boards and Games. This is actually 58th in family on BGG, 100th in thematic, and 298th overall, which actually surprising but not surprising i've heard really good things about this game mm-hmm. and, which is kind of why i i definitely wanted to play it and also review it interestingly enough though actually this version that we're playing is a re revamped yeah it was a revamped version of the original game which actually came out in 2010 and it looked like that game was self-published by a designer and then indie board and games published it and so they updated the artwork added in it looks like just looking at more mechanics Mm-hmm. And uh, just overall quality of the game. And this came out in 2011. So this has been out for quite some time. Kind of an older game. I'm not sure how this kind of slipped by us uh, until recently. So 
Uh, really excited to talk about this game. So, Emily, before we get into talking about uh, the components and everything and the art and rules and what we think, you want to give the overall description? And I'll even do sound effects, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Here we go. The call comes in, 911. What's your emergency? On the other end is a panicked response of, Fire! Moments later, you don the protective suits that will keep you alive, gather your equipment, and Woo! rush to the scene of a blazing inferno. The team only has seconds to assess the situation and devise a plan of attack. Then you spring into action like the trained professionals that you are. You must face your fears, never give up, and above all else, work as a team because the fire is raging. That's my fire. The building is threatening to collapse and lives are in danger. You must succeed. You are the brave men and women of the fire rescue. People are depending on you. This is what you do every day. Flashpoint Fire Rescue is a cooperative game of fire rescue. There are two versions of gameplay in Flashpoint, a basic game and an expert game. In both variants, players are attempting to rescue seven of ten victims in a raging building fire. As the players attempt to rescue the victims, the fire spreads to other parts of the building, causing structural damage and possibly blocking off pathways through the building. Each turn, a player must spend action points to extinguish fires, move through the building, move victims out of the building, or perform various special actions, such as moving emergency vehicles. If four victims perish in the blaze or the building collapses from taking too much structural damage, the players lose. Otherwise, the players win instantly when they rescue a seventh victim. The expert variant included in the game adds thematic elements such as Flashover, combustible materials, random setup, and variations on game difficulty from novice to heroic. The game includes a double-sided board with two different building plans and several expansion maps are available. Awesome. Thank you, your local retailer. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Emily. Uh, I, I I only found sound effects for, for one of those, but what are you going to do? Maybe I'll throw some stuff in post-editing, so like some ambulances. Anyway, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how to play this game? Essentially, every player takes on the role of a firefighter so there's little miniatures with the little fire guy with their his hose out and or her hose mm -hmm. and there's different colors for the characters and there's cards that indicate which character you are so you can keep track of who's who so in this game there's actually two modes to play like you said there's the family mode which is kind of the basic way to play a game. It, it's more stripped down, and it's really designed for people new to the the hobby, more like a family that might have bought this at Target or something or, like that. Yeah, if you're playing with your kids. Yeah, yeah. It's not terribly difficult. It's a little more streamed down. It's it's it definitely is not as difficult with some of the extra like the the hazmats and the hot spots and and, and whatnot. But there's the family version, which is, for the expert version, it's basically the family plus a bunch of extra stuff. Other than that, the rules are pretty much the same. So on each player's turn, they have four action points, and they have a variety of actions they can take. So you can move for one action point. You can put out a fire adjacent to you for two action points, or take out a smoke, which is the backside of the fire icon, for one, and then it goes off the board. You could turn a fire into a smoke, but it might not be a great thing to do because smoke still is kind of bad and turn into fire, which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, you can also chop down with your axe a wall, which puts damage on there. There's at least black damage icons or cubes that you can put down. And then if there's two cubes, then then the wall's broken down. You can move through it. You can open and close doors for an action. Um, you can move your ambulance and fire truck. Well, and that's in the expert oh, version. Yes. Yep. Um, but just in the basic, the, that's basically what you can do. You can also go to a, a, there's, they call them personal of interest or POI. There's these blue tokens that are randomized out. Some of them are blank, which are quote unquote false alarms, or there's actual POIs, which are going to be people or pets. And those are the victims that you're trying to get out and you're trying to get seven of those. So there's those tokens uh, on the board and you can flip those over if you go on the same grid or square of the token and you flip it over and if it's a victim you can try carrying it out and then it's extra movement to carry out so instead of one movement it's two and then you can't walk through fire if you have a victim you're carrying them and that's basically the game for your actions what you can do in the base game and you're trying to get those victims outside to the outside and you rescue them then after you do that at 
the end of your turn, you roll the two dice. So there's a black die, which indicates the columns. There's eight columns, if you could picture that in this grid. And then you roll the red die, which is for the rows. And there's six rows. So that's how big the board is. It's an eight by six. And that indicates the square that a fire would advance to. If the space is open, you put a smoke icon, then you move on. If there's already a smoke icon there, it turns into a fire. So you flip the smoke that was already there. If there's already a fire there, then an explosion happens. Boom. Exactly. And <laughs> thank you, Emily, for all the for the sound effects today. This is great. This is great. We're bringing a whole new class. To oh, it. we are. This is great. I got all these sound effects to add. Uh, so when an explosion happens, it spreads fire to all the adjacent spots up, down, left and right. If there's a wall there, then it adds damage to that wall. If there's already damaged wall, i.e. or it's broken down, there's two damage or the door, the door would break open or the fire would spread through the open door or open wall and if there's already fire in one of those places then a shock wave happens which then falls along that same trajectory until it finds an open space that doesn't have fire and adds fire there or would damage a wall or or blow open a door and so that's what happens which is really bad and that's how more fire spreads so then it's the next player's turn so you keep doing this until you have seven victims rescued going outside or you lose if the building collapses, which if anything, a wall ever gets damaged and you have to put a black cube out and there's no black cubes, the house falls down and everybody <laughs> and it dies and you lose. You laugh, man. That's terrible. No, that they? is terrible. I should not Jeez, laugh. I shouldn't that's laugh. That's terrible. I know. I'm, I'm just ter- kidding. I'm a terrible I'm just person. Time. <laughs> um, and what's the other way you lose? Oh, so the victims can, so the fire can spread and explosions can Your victims go, can die. Go to POIs or the person of interest. And if it happens to be a victim, they die. If you lose more than four, I believe the ratio, depending on how many is left, you can't rescue seven. So you instantly lose. And so that's basically the game in the family version. You just keep going until you either win or lose. Now, in the expert version, what it does is it variabilizes the setup. So in the family version, it it shows you where you should start all the fires, where you should start the closed and open doors, and then the POIs start in specific places. So it's static setup. In the expert, you actually start, depending on the difficulty, which we did... Which one did we do? Vet, uh, Novice? We did, yeah, we did like the recruit. The recruit. And so the recruit only started with three initial fires or expl- actually it was three explosions. And so you roll the die and explosion happened and then rolled it and, and it had specific rules. So they tried to uh, overlap. And then there was hazardous materials that were added. Hazardous materials, if they blow up, blow up and then add a hot spot. You also rolled to put hot spots on the board. And then you also get an ambulance and fire truck. And that's basically the extent as long as well as the specialist. And that's what the expert adds, correct? Yes. And so what the hotspots do, so is whenever you have to advance a fire, if you happen to put a roll the square that a hotspot is in, even if it's empty, you put your token down like normal and then you have to roll the advance fire again. And if it gets to another hot spot, then you would have to do it again and do it again until you find one that's not a hot spot. And then the last spot that you don't put a that isn't a hot spot, you put another hot spot. So like these hot spots are really bad and they cause you to actually have to roll the die twice to put out smoke or fire. Also, the hazardous materials, if fire ever lands on a hazardous material spot, it blows up and it causes another hot spot in that spot. It blows up. It's not good. And to get a hazardous material out is like carrying a victim. You have to carry it with two movement points, which is really tough to do. It's like carrying a bomb out. Basically, it's like a little propane tank is the icon. And then with expert, you actually have to drop off your victims to the ambulance. And so one of the other movement actions you can do is you can drive the ambulance around (laughs) the outside. There's four spots and you can move it to one of the adjacent spots on either side of the board, which are conveniently outside doors or exits to the house. And so you have to get the victim to one of the spots on the on the ambulance and then my personal favorite is the fire truck there's four fire truck spots too you can get in the fire truck and you can use the water gun i don't know what they call it and you can spray off and so that house is actually broken into four quadrants with these these dotted lines and you can spray water into one of those quadrants and you roll the dice and then if it's not one of the quadrants quadrants you flip the die to the other face which guarantees that you hit one of the spots and so then it extinguishes all fire and smoke in that spot and the adjacent spots next to it even if it's outside of the quadrant so 
that's basically the advanced rules. I don't think the advanced rules really or the expert rules add a whole lot other than the variability, which can make it pretty tough if you get a really bad yeah. starting roll, mm-hmm. which we did with the whole kitchen, which is the middle of the board, which is the hardest place well, to get to, was completely on fire. That's with where like, most fires are going to start. Well, it was thematic, I guess. Yes. No, it was completely it was random. real life. Yeah, sure. But it was completely random. That's what I rolled. And so the whole kitchen ended up being on fire because of multiple explosions and the hazardous materials was right next to it and a person of interest was right in there <laughs> in the two open spaces. Uh, spoiler, our first turn, the hazardous materials blew up. It, it wasn't great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess that would add the difficulty there. But outside of that, I th- I think, th- you know, having to drive the ambulance wasn't on it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. No, that's what I felt like. Well, my special characters were the fire hose guy that drove the fire truck and then the rescuer, which r- drove the ambulance. So I felt like the entire game, I was just like, wee-oo, wee-oo, or, like <laughs> just like going around the board. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to art but just like like <laughs> swerving around the corner to, with the fire truck and ambulance every it's time true i don't think your one character left the fire truck the whole game no he did not it was awesome though well, we'll talk about that here a little later hey, man's so, his position so anyway that's how you play the game so let's move on to art all right let's talk about the artwork first of all so emily what do you think about the artwork in i this thought game? the artwork was very good very delightful. All right, so let's move on then. Yeah. No. Well, the cards are hand drawn or just look realistic, but not real pictures. Yeah, it kind of looks artsy, like a like a painting, like yeah. a a portrait. Yes, that's what it does kind of look like. Yeah, and I like it. It looks good. Thanks for your input on this. <laughs> oh, no, just, I kid. No, the artwork is really good. I, I do really like it. It is kind of that realistic uh, feeling, not really cartoony per se. And there's variations in the firefighters. So we the cards are pretty big for uh-huh. the artwork for your firefighters. So, so there's like specialists, as they call them. This is played in the expert. But the specialists give you special powers. Uh, think pandemic like a medic or mm-hmm. what have you. A fire hose guy. <laughs> this is off to a great start um, <laughs> i mean <don't. laughs> no i kid um no no but seriously the the artwork's pretty good the building the, the board is just the building and then there's a sidewalk around the outside and it's all grid and it, it's easy to see mm-hmm. looks pretty good it's not necessarily cartoony it's a little more realistic looking mm-hmm. which kind of adds to the feel of the game because you're obviously the the tension that this is an actual building on fire yeah and all the rooms look like rooms of a bit of a house right it reminded me of the board of clue it kind of did yeah uh, a but little better. bit but it better. better yes better but a little bit like that I, I agree i think the boundaries where there's uh indicating where there's walls versus doors i think things were really clear and easy to tell on the board mm-hmm. which is really good and that was by the artwork um, there's a lot, it, it's all grid based off the two die. And like I said about the, how to play with the dice, it was really well indicated around all edges of the board on both sides for the red and black die. So no matter where things were like the, the fire truck or the ambulance, it could be covering it up. You could see where everything was. I, I think that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think overall the artwork was really, really good in this game. I think. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the rule book. So, Emily, I think you learned the game by watching a How to Play, right? Rodney I did. Smith. I did not read the rule book. I read the rule book because you had to go through it to set up the game. It was it was pretty well done, really straightforward, just you know, top down, um, really easy to read. The back page had a reference. Mm-hmm. So if you need to refer to the steps and all the intricate rules, you also had a cheat card that came with it. That was double-sided, so it had your turn order and what you had to do, and then the other side had some reminders on it and the action point values for all the different actions you could take. I think it was a good rule book. I I think if it was somebody trying to play the family game, somebody who was a little more new to the game, I I think they could read this rule book and understand the game just by the rule book. So I think it was really well done. The only thing is the back didn't have all the little details. There's a couple fiddly things with these explosions the first couple times you, you encounter it. And I couldn't remember all the rules, so we had to keep flipping back. Yeah, I kind of wish they had like a, a little card that came with the game. 
that well, had yeah i mean the cart we had the little cart and they just need to add like those extra three kind sentences of rules for the fire placement yeah so like if you place a fire and there's a smoke there already yeah. or if there was a fire there or there's fire adjacent what do you do what the rules are with that and and the details for the explosion i agree and the hot spot would have been nice but after like four turns we played like we didn't even have right, to look it yeah. up anymore it was it, just in the beginning yeah definitely so a minor thing but once you get going or if you're playing with somebody that knows how to play the game it's not going to be a big deal whatsoever um so overall there's a lot of pictures in it i think the game's done really well and it's set up in a logical order where i'm i I was reading for the first time like well what about this situation oh okay the next like sentence or the paragraph kind of address it so i think it was a really good rule book and uh it was really well done i think it was easy to understand Mm -hmm. so so components so emily what did you think about the components on this game i thought it was good the firefighters are chunky and bigger and the dice are nice big dice yeah they're not light uh they are there's an eight side die which is the black one and the six sided die but they're they had a little nice heft and Mm -hmm. kind of felt good rolling and they were not cheap yeah and the blocks that you place down for when the wall collapses was nice those were nice those they were like the biggest components in the game the tiles are nice they're not flimsy cardboard that you lay down with for the fire the tokens yes. yeah the the chits the chits. well they're a little bigger they're actually they're like they're like a half quarter dollar, size they're like half dollar size yeah. um yeah but you're right they're thicker um they're bigger there was a lot of tokens in this game i do wish they would have provided a axe for when you have to chop down <laughs> walls <laughs> we'll put that in the minor complaint category <laughs> I wish that the fire truck was an actual fire truck that had wheels that I you drove around. A, yeah, I wanted a mini. <laughs> yes. I guess we could replace it with one of our son's fire trucks. Yeah, I guess we could. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Actually, he heard you watching the how to play and he's like, what? Firefighter? Yeah, can I play? He's how like, old do you have to be to play that game? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of adorable. But um, yeah, the, the cards were really good. The, the firefighter cards and the reference were oversized cards they're not your regular plain size cards they're bigger which was nice it was easy to read and had nice artwork on it mm-hmm. and um the tokens you're right were thicker cardboard they weren't flimsy but there were a lot of tokens and those hot spots were super small mm-hmm. and there was a couple situations where you had a firefighter and you had like a smoke to- token and a a hot spot all in one square and it almost didn't fit in the same square but the it was okay. That's a minor complaint, but the board's nice and thick. It's double-sided, so there's two different buildings. One side has a different building than the other, so it has a different layout, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I know there is map upgrades, so you can buy new boards, which mm-hmm. completely different layouts. I think there's an office building one, yeah. I think, I saw. But overall, I think the components were really good. My only complaint is the game came with all the cards kind of, you know, that plastic where you have to undo it, mm-hmm. you know, like and then there's small plastic bags they had to open up but they're not resealable they didn't give you any baggies and there's a lot of tokens in this and some of them when i say small like those hot spots i think there were like a not even a centimeter wide radius not even as big as a dime like way smaller, mm-hmm. way, way, way smaller. And so my only complaint is there's no baggie. Thankfully, Stonemeyer uh, provided <laughs> tons of extra baggies. And so I had to take one from the shelf. I had a bigger one and everything fit in the bigger one and it fit nice in the channel. It was on those generic boxes where it has like the two squares and there's like a channel in the middle of the box. I'm like, what are you mm-hmm. supposed to do with that? So the cards fit in there and then I put the baggie and then the board sat actually fairly flat, which was mm-hmm. nice. But they just need to give a baggie or two. I, I don't know why games don't do that. But um, that was my only minor complaint, I would say. Otherwise, all that stuff would be flopping in on, under there. So if you didn't have... <laughs> Flippity like, flop. Flippity flop. <laughs> uh, so so uh, a sandwich baggie or maybe a snack baggie you're going to want to to utilize to, to keep these uh, components separate. Um, there's plenty of space in the box, but I would highly suggest that. That was my only complaint with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh likes so emily what were your likes on this game i i really enjoy cooperative games so i do like that about it i liked that there were separate abilities for each firefighter for the specialist yeah yeah it kind of remind definitely remind me of pandemic yes yeah I, i do like one of your actions 
is you could actually swap out your specialist. Yeah, I saw that on the video. You take you take a penalty for that turn where you, that you basically that's all you do, so you lose mm-hmm. your a- extra actions. And if you had any stored up, uh, any action points stored up, you lose them. And then on the, I think in the following turn you get half or to only two action points. But after that, then you get your full. So there's a little penalty to it, but you can actually swap out. So if you're really needing or in a crisis for something, you you I guess you could do that. Which is kind of cool. We didn't do it. Yeah. We we did play like a four-player variant where each player played two characters. We just took turns going back and forth with each one of the characters. So we played like a simulated a four-player game. And so we had four specialists that worked really well, I think, together. And so we never had to really swap it out. But right. I like the option that you could do that. Yeah. If you got someone that you didn't like or didn't need. Yeah. The situation nice. didn't really help or, or yeah. come up. Yeah. Any other likes for you? Uh, I did kind of like how simple it was uh, that we knew exactly what we needed to do to win. Anything else you, you liked about the game? I think that was about it. That was the only likes. Is you just well, you just like the specialist cards? I did like the theme. I thought it was really fun. I It was the theme and the rules. They all played well together. I, I agree. I th- The mechanics really fit the theme of the game. Yes. Your action points yes. were very, like, you're moving. If you take a penalty if you're moving through fire. There's explosions. There's flashpoints there's there's all these these myriad of things you can use the fire truck to help take put out more spots with with water you have your specialist like i was the captain i could give command orders so i can spend my action points to allow somebody else to move and i got some free action points for commanding which worked really well with your rescuer person yes. who got a bonus for helping people now she couldn't put out fires like at a double penalty was it like double the action points yeah. to put out fire. So you didn't want to really want to put out fire. Right. You were just going in to save people. And so it worked really well that I was giving her action points to then set up on her turn. Because I'd I'd give you a couple action points to allow you to get to the P, the token for the POI or the person of interest. Flip it over. Oh, it is a victim. And so then on it set up on your next turn that then you yeah. could get it and get them out of the building in one turn. Yeah. We knew exactly what we were going to do on each person's turn every single time. Yeah, for the most which part. Which was really nice because I've played other cooperative games where we were we would have to discuss and evaluate what are we going to do? What's the best move here? Yeah. I I think the 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 options in this game it, it felt like on your turn it was just really obvious what you mm-hmm. need to do. Yeah. Um now we did win the game and it was super easy. I think, I mean, we played Recruit, which was the easiest, but I, it was really easy. Maybe it was it's a combination of, of the specialists that we had. Um, at no point did I really feel the tension that most cooperative games do. Yeah. I, I think it's just we need to play in a harder mode. Plus, you got really lucky with your roles. Yeah, I think I should go gamble tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I joke. I don't gamble. Uh, yeah, because she had the fire. For, so normally, if you have the fire truck, it's, it takes four AP, which is basically your whole turn to spray the fire hose uh, from the fire trucks. But Emily's character, uh, you only had to spend two action points, which means you could have... Um, fired the engine hose two times per turn. Mm -hmm. And you also could re-roll the die. And so (laughs) basically there's like, ooh, there's a huge fire from an explosion that happened. There's four spaces. And then Emily would roll and be like, oh, got it. And like all four (laughs) would go out. I was like, okay, that was easy. You basically, I think every single time, and that was all you did on that person's turn, Mm -hmm. that special, is just put those out. So I think we got really lucky a little bit with the rolls with Emily. Because we basically took out all the fires and smoke we needed to or could in each quadrant on each of your turns. Yes. I just drove the fire truck around. It, she literally uh. did. <laughs> so anyway, the theme, I really liked it. The mechanics really fit yes. the theme really well. Um, uh, the, you could see how it could spiral out of control. Oh, yeah. With some mechanics. Uh, I think we just got really lucky with the fire placements. We, we had the whole kitchen on fire and not once did we ever roll to put more fire in the kitchen it kept being in like these corners and then all the person of interest when you roll it we kept getting really lucky where it was <laughs> it was in the one room that never had fire yes. and it was right next to the entrance where the ambulance started yeah, where, right your, there. where your rescuer started at the end of the game i think we got i i think in the whole game we of the 10 tokens i think six of them got put in that same room I think so, yes. So I, I think we got That's really ridiculous. lucky. We got really lucky, but um, it worked out. We'll take it. Well, yeah, we'll take it. So <laughs> anyway, likes, uh, definitely all that. Uh, dislikes, Emily, any dislikes for you? 
Okay. Uh, while she thinks, <laughs> I'll go. Um, like like I said, I th- I think it was a little easy, and yeah. and part of that might have been just because of the game mode we were playing. I did get a generalist special uh, specialist, which kind of seems funny. He's a specialist, but he's the generalist uh, character. He's the only one that doesn't have any special powers, and mm-hmm. w- all he got compensated was one extra action points so we had five action points which might sound good except for like my commander had four action points plus got two free command points so on his turn i could always give a, a movement two movement points to any other character plus i still got four action points i just don't feel like the journalist was really good i think it really needed like six action points but maybe maybe there's some tweaking here other than that i there wasn't really i didn't really have any major complaints with this game yeah. other than just maybe my specialist kind of seemed underpowered, but mm-hmm. he still did fine. I mean, he was just sit- sitting in the middle of the house putting out fires left and right. Yeah, I don't, I can't really think of any dislikes that I have for it. No, I, I like that they added the family and the expert mode. I, again, the expert mode might have been maybe on the easy side, but we could have just got really lucky. Yeah, I think we got lucky. I think we got really lucky. <laughs> we actually, so we did uh, rescue the seven survivors, but then we went on, they call yes. them victims, but wouldn't they be survivors? If you, anyway, um, so we rescued the seven <laughs> and then we're like, okay, we, we end up rescuing all 10. So we kept playing. Mm-hmm. That was one of the suggestions. You can try to go for a perfect game. We went for a perfect game. We didn't lose one victim. Uh, we weren't even close to the building collapsing no. and nobody got knocked out. You can get knocked out if you have a firefighter on a spot that gets an explosion. Never got knocked out. I think we only hit the hot spots three times the whole game. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even, I don't know. I think we just got really lucky. So yeah, there might be some luck dependency on this game. Yeah, maybe we'll have to play it again. I would like to play maybe a harder mode. Just I want to feel yeah. that tension like, oh no, this... We don't know if we're going to make it. Exactly. I, I'd really, sorry, back in the like real quick. I like that you can just chop down walls. Yeah. Like at one point, my journalist was like on the other side of the kitchen and there was a, a person in there and there was fire in there. And to get there from where I was, you would have to go, I would have to take like two or three turns to get there mm-hmm. moving. So I just chopped down the wall. Yeah. And went in there. It was awesome. So that would be one of my dislikes. They don't put an axe in there and to chop down the wall. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would say that's pretty minor if that's your <laughs> yeah. only dislike. The lack of axe. <laughs> there you go. Emily. Emily's dislike is the lack of axe. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Let's talk about uh, your review. So what would you give your review, your number for this? I would say it's probably an 8.5. Very good. I would like to play it. Wouldn't turn it down. You'd always play it if, mm-hmm. if it came up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to give this an eight. I think it's a very good game. I'd I like to play it again. And I would really suggest it if 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 somebody who is newer into the hobby or is looking for a new yes. game for the family, this is definitely a game I would I would suggest. Oh, yeah. It's fairly easy to play. But again, it adds some complexity to it that if you want to make it harder, there's options and extra rules you can make it harder if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, there's different sides of the boards. There's some expansions with more boards just to kind of mix things up. And with the expert mode, it adds enough variability that every game's going to feel a little different. And mm-hmm. then there's way more specialists than player count in this. I, th- I think there was like eight or nine specialists okay. in, the, in the box, which is really nice. So you're never going to see all the specialists potentially every mm-hmm. game. And uh, yeah. I and d- it looks really good on the table. I, I think it does too. It's a fun game. And it's one of those games because of the theme and mechanics. It just makes sense. You don't necessarily have to go into a lot of explanation. It just makes sense that, hey, you're a firefighter. You can move. You can put out fire. You can put out smoke. You can use your axe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot, a lot of sense. You can carry people. You can't walk through fire. You don't want to end your turn in fire. Yeah. You can't walk through walls. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so the mechanics fit the theme, and it's very easy and approachable approachable to learn the game because it's not terribly complex but adds some complexity and strategy to the game that can make it more difficult yeah so overall yeah i'll give this eight very good like to play we'll probably suggest it and we'll never turn it down now i i think it's one of those games though if you played 20 times yeah it might get a little old it's one of those games that you're going to want to pull out once in a while and play um, maybe one of those that you play a couple times on a weekend or something with the family, but then you don't want to play it like every day. You're going right. to pull it out every couple weeks. It's a it's a fun one to come back to, but I think if you get 20, 30 plays in, it might get a little old, 
Mm-hmm. And that's maybe when you look into the expansions. But I'll just use that as a word of caution. I just know having a son, when he likes to play something, he just does it to death. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your kids might latch on to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, any games that you think that if you like that game, you'll like this game? Well, Pandemic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of gives that, uh, it's obviously a cooperative game. It's very thematic, like Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, pandemic, I say, I think is a little more fiddly a little bit with mm-hmm. some of the rules and how viruses spread. Because there's just arbitrary rules on how you do viruses, how you cure them, how you generate the deck and outbreaks and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Thematically, I mean, outbreaks kind of make sense. But again, there's a lot of rules that can happen with multiple outbreaks and how do you handle that. Opposed to this game, it, I don't think it's as fiddly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the explosions happen, but again... After one or two turns, you'll get it down and understand it. Yeah. Yes. Any other games you can think of? I'm trying to think of any other cooperative games. Nothing's really coming to mind. Basically, Pandemic. If you like yeah. Pandemic yes. and you're playing Pandemic to death and you want to try something new, try this. You'll really like this. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. That um, kind of concludes our review of Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Emily gave this a review of 8.5 mm-hmm. and I gave it a review of 8. Okay, this week's love and hate. Emily, want to go with your love? Sure. Which is me. <laughs> yes. Well, my number one love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so your number two love. No. My number two love. No, your this love week this week. Yeah. Is the Delta and New Year's Eve event that we went to on New Year's Eve night? They rented out a space in Des Moines. And had specialty drinks. There was a bar. There were snacks. And then they brought their game library there that we could choose from. And then they had giveaways and different events going on that night. And it was real, it was a lot of fun. Our friends Andy and Emily went with us. And we played Tapestry and the Azul uh, Stained Glass of Sinatra. Centra. Centra. <laughs> I got you, you do it. You are the one that messes me up on that. I, I get it until you say, I always want to say <laughs> Sinatra. <laughs> oh, That's my funny. word. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. I loved it. It was one of the best New Year's nights that I've ever had. Really. It was kind of funny. We were while as we were playing tapestry. It's like this is weird not to be like have a really loud music and like you can sit down. Yeah, just, you don't have to pay a gazillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It was laughs> There's pretty. not crazy people around you. Yeah, it was kind of fun because I I recognized a lot of the people that came that are at a lot of the dealt hand events, and so it was kind of fun yeah. to see everyone in one space. Yeah, we weren't necessarily hugely social with other groups because we had emily and andy there which is fine i think everybody had their own groups and there really mm-hmm. wasn't much crossover yeah. between the groups but it looks like a lot of people were playing a lot of games and it, it was a lot of fun yeah it was it was great fun it, it'd be fun to keep that up as like a tradition every year yeah that would be a lot of fun but yeah no that was great that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and we got the rock in the new year playing tapestry and azul yeah it was the best yeah it was a great year it was a great year um, <laughs> great day off my love this week well the next morning was rough though I didn't get to bed till like well three yeah or we just got to bed super late I know okay somebody had to stop at high V <laughs> I had the munchies <laughs> true story I was hungry yes yeah okay so my my love this week was is where words so this is a game that uh, Corey brought in and we played at lunch and if you haven't heard this this is a really popular game i th- i think it was up for a lot of awards but i know we've talked about it on the podcast talking about werewolf or one night ultimate werewolf where you have hidden roles where there's werewolves and the villagers and werewolves are trying to not be killed and 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 whatnot and the villagers are trying to kill the werewolves and so on and so forth anyway so it depends on what flavor there's werewolf and then one night ultimate there's a whole lot of different werewolf out there and it's this general idea of of hidden hidden roles and and social deduction so anyway in this game though is it is kind of werewolf except for we're doing a word so there is one character that's the mayor the mayor could be on the villager or could be on the werewolf team because if you get the mayor 
It's public that you're the mayor role. Everybody else is hidden. There's one extra role that comes out. And so whatever role that is out there is the mayor's role. So the mayor could be a werewolf. The mayor could be a villager. The mayor could be the seer. And so what happens is it is app-driven. Everybody closes their eyes and apps like, hey, mayor, pick a word. So on the phone, there's multiple words depending on the difficulty and the mayor selects one of the words so the word oh so the word might be like vcr so i was mayor one time i picked vcr and i actually happened to be a werewolf and so then i picked the word vcr and then i, I close my eyes or the mayor closes their eyes and then the seer opens their eyes so the seer opens their eyes and gets to see what the word is so they know it'd be vcr in this case seer closes their eyes werewolves open their eyes they get to see who the other werewolves are and then they get to see what the word is so they know it's vcr everybody closes their eyes and then everybody opens their eyes and then a timer starts it's only like four minutes and as the mayor you have these tokens which are x's or checks or green checks on one or other side and these are limited i think there's only 20 or 30 there's these question mark ones that say that mean maybe there's a token that says you're getting really close and there's a token saying you're getting really far away and so the mayor can't talk, but everybody else then asks questions to the mayor. So it's kind of like 20 questions, but you get more than 20 questions trying to figure out what the word is. And they have to be obviously yes or no questions. Now, the mayor can't say anything or gesture or do anything. The only thing they do is give the tokens out to answer yes or no. So the object here is before the time runs out, the villagers have to guess the question or guess the word. If they guess the word, the villagers win, but then the werewolves have a chance to try to seek out and say who the seer is because the seer knows what the word is, right? So they can help ask questions to try to get the villagers closer to the right word mm -hmm. without being obvious. So, you know, the seer could be like, what is a VCR? Is it a VCR at the first question and win, right? But right. then the werewolves would know who it is. So they have to kind of balance like asking questions that kind of steer the villagers but at the same time they can't be too obvious because if the villagers win the werewolves are going to have to say who the seer is and if they select right then the werewolves win even if the villagers got the word right now if the villagers don't get the word right then the villagers get a chance to guess who the werewolves are because the werewolves are going to be sitting here asking questions or trying to cause chaos and confusion because yes. they know what the word is and those questions you're limited by the amount of tokens so if you run out of those tokens hmm. then you're done you technically don't get it so but you as a werewolf you can't just be asking dumb questions because then it becomes very obvious because if the werewolves win i.e the villagers don't get it again the villagers get to pick the werewolf and if they pick one of the werewolves the villagers still win and so that's the game so rounds take like 10 minutes maybe. okay and that is how you got ten games this year. Uh, details. We played seven. <laughs> we played seven games. Um, it, uh -huh. was, it was a lot of fun, actually. I really, really liked it. This is probably my favorite version of like Werewolf. Okay. And I would play this over One Night Ultimate, okay. which well, One Night Ultimate Werewolf is really good. I really like it, but this is better. I like kind of the word game, the question. Mm -hmm. And the problem with like One Night Ultimate Werewolf is you can set up some weird situations where when you start playing and throwing in the different roles, sometimes you can get trapped and then it's a no-lose and it's not very fun. It, it doesn't become a social deduction game. It just becomes, oh, well, it was just kind of bad luck and we know exactly who the werewolf is. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about that game. Um, this game doesn't really do that. Nice. Um, it adds some, you know, interesting situations and uh, it plus the difficult there's different scale of difficulty with the words mm -hmm. and so some of the words get really difficult later on uh but it's a lot of fun and it, especially you sometimes the mayor sometimes the mayor's a werewolf so the mayor can lie <laughs> and give wrong answers but they can't be too obvious because the seer would know right. what the word is and know if they're lying yeah and so you can you can come down with some situations where it's like, well, technically, if I do the literal of your question, then no, it's no, even though it might <laughs> seem like it should be a yes. So yeah. um, it, it's just it was, it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. People are laughing and like, it, it, you know, one of those that get, mm -hmm. got rowdy after playing it. So really, really enjoy it. If you're going to pick this up, pick up the deluxe version. The deluxe version, I think on Amazon is actually cheaper. Oh. And it adds more roles. 
so you can uh, add in some new variants to the game, and I think it plays more players potentially. So, okay. And then there's, again, the free app. So highly, highly recommended. Definitely a game I'm going to be picking up. This would be a great one if, as we have friends over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we had six, eight people over and uh, we had some newer gamers, this is mm-hmm. such a good one. Or a great one for, this is a great one for family gatherings, for yeah. Christmases, for Thanksgiving, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly suggest it. If you're even interested in werewolf games, but you like word games, check check this out. Definitely. That was werewords. Oh, that was still our love. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Okay. Uh, Emily, what was your hate this week? My hate is going back to real life after the holidays. It is so hard to get back to work go back, take our son back to school, not play games till midnight. (laughs) (laughs) One in the morning. Not play games every day. (laughs) Actually, on uh, Thursday, when we went back to work, it felt like Monday, and I'm supposed to pick up our son from school, (laughs) and I I was like super focused working on a project at work, and next thing I do, I know I look up, and for some reason, I just remember... (gasps) It's 2.32. I have to go pick up Denver, and he gets out of school in less than 20 minutes. And yes. I'm in downtown Des Moines, and it's like a 30-minute drive back. And I just knew. I knew you were going to forget. It's it's not that I forgot. I just well, got yes. hyper-focused. Anyway, so thankfully, my mom, shout out to my mom for being able to pick him up and yeah. being not busy. But I like my heart. I was so like stressing about it and felt bad that I was going to... He was going to have to stay off there for 10, 15 minutes yeah. waiting for me. Anyway, and he's in kindergarten, but... Uh, yeah, it's just been weird week. I saw a meme that said, this is the Monday Mondayest Thursday ever. <laughs> Mondayest Thursday ever? So true. <laughs> so true. Yeah, it, it felt like a Monday. I just... Yes. Yeah. I just hate getting back to real life. It's just really hard. I know. I know. Just getting back into a schedule. Good hate. What is your hate this week? What are you hating? Hating on? <clears throat> well, my hate... I'm, I'm not even sure what they call this... So this last week, we went to order Ikea, new Ikea shelves. Got to get some more Calyx shelves. We're running out of space. Yes. I, I know I need to purge games, but the temporary solution is to buy more shelves. <laughs> <laughs> so naturally. We, yeah, naturally. So they're having a sale, like a friends and family sale. It's like sweet because like the five by five, which is the biggest, is fairly expensive. It's like almost $200, mm-hmm. but it was $40 off. I'm like, that's, that's a heck of a deal. Yes. And so I went to order it and I wasn't getting the price. I was like, what the heck? So I go to the deal thing and it says like extra details. And then you have to click a button, which goes to another page. And then in small print, it says only valid in stores, not delivery. I was like, (sighs) such a disappointment. Yes, it is such a disappointment. So now we have to wait. So what would you call that as for my hate? Ikea. No, I love Ikea and their calc shelves. Uh, Deceptive discounts. The fine print. The fine print. Yes. My hate this week is the fine print because um, I was going to order some stuff with Chris. We were going to go in because shipping was, I think, I thought it was $99. I think they upped it. It's $199. And so it's just going to be cheaper um, to combine like that. But then it just the, we weren't getting the discount and the shipping was higher than I thought. And it was just a bust. So we're just um, going to wait. So we're just going to wait. For- we also live in the middle of Iowa, so we're like, not close to an Ikea. Yeah, I think Kansas City is the closest. And and the amount we were going to order, I, I we don't have a big enough vehicle to carry mm-hmm. all that. Um, I know Chris does. And he was he was going to order the 5x5 five five and 1x4 and then the bookshelf, which I think he would be able to fit in his big SUV. But we were going to order a couple 5x5s, like a 3x4 or a 2x4. And, and a couple desks. And, desk. and so anyway, we was, it was not going to fit in anybody's vehicle. So we're just going to have to bite the bullet and pay the, the shipping at some point. But uh, maybe we'll actually wait for an actual sale that would be delivery. Um, cause then it Do ma- they ever have sales online? I think so. I don't know. Anyway, that's my hate. I was getting all pumped up and really excited about it. We did the, the budget and like said, okay, <laughs> we measured. We'll, we'll put the money here. We measured. Yeah, we measured and planned out exactly how it was going to fit. It worked really well. And I want a new desk because my current desk is it was a hand-me-down and it just doesn't work really well for what I have. And it's kind of cramped and hurts my feet. Anyway, long story short, I was really looking forward to getting a new desk. And- I was really looking forward to organization. <laughs> It's true, guys. It's true. (laughs) Our son really loves crafting, and he really needs a space to do it. It's true. And drawers to put it on. Yes. We need to organize all of his art supplies. Yeah. Speaking of art, we need to get... uh, 
we got some cool posters. Check out these on BGG. There's these series of posters that they have for board games, and they're all look kind of the same style, so they all go together, but they're hyper-stylized of the games. Mm -hmm. They're so cool. They're so cool. We'll put some pictures on Instagram once we get them hung. Yeah, we need to get those framed. They look so cool. So we got... I think Blood Rage, uh, Roll for the Galaxy. Transforming Mars. Terraforming, Terraforming Mars. Mars. And one other. I don't remember what it is. Oh, Gloomhaven. Yeah. Yeah. The Dead of Winter looks really, really cool, but it's like this big skull. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. For little kids, maybe not. But like if we didn't have any kids or they were older, it would be definitely something I'd buy. It's so cool. Yeah. But anyway, that was my, my hate this week. So. Mm. Yes. We'll get those shelves eventually. Maybe in the meantime, I'll still need a purge. So Yeah, we probably should sometime. Yeah, probably should. All right. So that's our love and hate. For that this is week. one of your goals oh. for the year. You said January. If you right. go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's our love and hate for this week. Okay. Well, that wraps up episode 35. Thanks, Emily, for joining. I really appreciate you filling in. And You are so welcome. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Even though you called me second string, I am happy to be here. <laughs> well, make me feel bad about it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> that, I'm good at that, too, as a middle child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm a middle child, too. I know. Yes, we are actually both third out of four but it wasn't as bad for me because i was the only uh, the only male yeah. the boy yes of the three sisters your parents gave you a lot of freedom well i mean i was a good kid yeah i did true. what i told and i did what i was supposed to so i had plenty of uh, chances to rebel but i didn't so. yeah well good for you <laughs> so how was how so let's get just how was your chat no I'm <laughs> uh that's a that's another podcast for another time um Oh, yeah. So I did want to confirm for sure uh, in episode 37 is the episode that we're going to have Joe on. And so uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. So yes. in two weeks, he's coming over. I think two weeks from yesterday, he's going to come over uh, over here into our basement and record right where we're sitting right now. And so we'll probably talk a little bit more about what's going on with the Delt Hand, talking about pop-up board gaming and what he thinks about how um, you know trends in, in the board gaming community mm-hmm. and the hobby itself and and what you can do to participate and get into board gaming hobby and and some of the opportunities that are coming out of that. And so if you know if you're kind of on the fringe here or don't have a gaming group, definitely encourage you to listen to this. There's going to be he'll talk about times and events you can go to and and things that you could be a little more comfortable going because personally like going to the local game store i've tried doing i just felt like really out of place and it it felt really hard to get in there and so this is a much better alternative if um maybe you're newer to the hobby or it's a little harder to you know feel like you go to the local game store Um, i've never been to the local game store well, yeah, yeah. But missing. I've been to a lot of Dell Hand events. Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been, it's a, been lot a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. So definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Joe's a great guy. It's a lot of fun to talk to. It should be should be a lot of fun. I don't think there's anything else going on. We'll just keep gaming. No, it's just January now. Boring. <laughs> yeah, except Winter. for it's my birthday. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. <laughs> this month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> uh yeah so it should it should be a lot of fun uh we 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 do our we're going to be having risk legacy coming up we have pandemic legacy we should be getting through that yeah maybe maybe we'll get that done in this winter it should be a goal of ours i do have to say i think january and february will be a lot better this year because we'll just be playing games all the time i know it's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing yeah. This, what else will you do when it's all snowy yeah, this, outside? Exactly. This time of year can be get kind of depressing. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, this definitely, you have to be intentional to play all these kind of games, but sometimes it feels like, oh, I got to play a game. But once you start playing, it's good. And then mm-hmm. after you get done, it feels really like you had a lot of fun. You look back yeah. at it, you really enjoy it. And it's been it's spend some quality time together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anything else you want to say, Emily, um, before you're never on the podcast again? I mean, <laughs> Before the next time you're on the podcast. I hope it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would love to come back whenever you need me to fill in. And thanks for having me on the last couple of weeks. It's been really fun. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Good. It's been a lot of fun. Okay. Well, I don't really have any news or anything else. Just the usual. Just keep gaming and a lot of... Message uh, us your game goals for the year still. 
Yeah, feedback. Always mm-hmm. appreciate it. You know where to find us. Uh, you should hear in the outro. We do appreciate you listening. If you do enjoy it, please tell others. Uh, spread it around. Uh, more the merrier. Yes, I would love to hear from other girl gamers. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Follow us on Instagram. I'm telling you, Instagram's the place to be. It's a lot of fun. Good community there. Uh, even if you're kind of casual into board games, check it out. There's a lot of people to follow. You see a lot of different games. There's a lot of people that do talk about... Um, games for families games for newer people to the hobby it's just a great place to go and you can see games and you can see the themes and how the games kind of play it's a great way just to be exposed to many different kind of games that you might not Mm -hmm. be exposed to and variety of games we can only talk about so many games if you think about it if we have a, a, a episode every week that's 52 episodes of the year. That's only 52 games we get to review. There, I think last year there's over 4,000 games that came out. Wow. So there's literally no way we could play every game or talk about every game. Right. Or you know about every game. So you would either have to listen to a million different podcasts, and a lot of the podcasts are talking about the same games that are coming out, or you just kind of have to find it organically. So mm-hmm. I highly suggest you go on the Instagram, follow us. Uh, we post and 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 play a lot more games than we even talk about on the podcast because mm-hmm. we can't even get to all the games right. we talk about. Well, you about. played 10 games this week. Exactly. I mean, we can't talk about them all. Yeah. Well, I could, but it just would be a really long That's podcast. That's where I find a lot of the new games that I am interested in is the Graham. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You'll come to me. Hey, you bought this game. I'm like, how do you know about this game? <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Until next time from the games we play, I am your host, Brian. I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.